Twitch podcast. I'm Galena. I'm Lyra. Welcome to the darkness. All right, so I feel like it's been a few episodes since we've done some actual shout outs. It has. Yeah. It has. So I have a couple here. Um, a bunch of you might, I say a bunch, some of you <laughs> might notice that I messaged you today. Well, okay, that's confusing. <laughs> you don't know when they're going to listen that's to this. That's true. I messaged a lot of people last minute uh, because I forgot to do it. Like, through the the weeks. Hashtag trash bag witch. Yes, yes. And I let a lot of messages... I actually went through our Instagram. There's a lot of messages I just let slip by. Because, like, a lot, of t a lot of the time when I wake up, I'll look at our Instagram. And I'll look at the messages. And I'll be like, oh, I'll do this later. And then I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> and then the notice is already gone. Yep. So then you never do it. Yeah. I don't do it. Nobody else is aware. I apologize. I just shifted. So if you hear a bunch of creaking, that is me. It's all our old, old couch. All right. Sorry. The actual shout outs are to Niche Witch. I love that name. Niche Witch. Sarah Knox. Coughing Callers. Which, and I, I know. Is it like coughing like hacking or like a coffin made of collars? Ah, no. It's coughing like, 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 like yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but it makes me think of coughing the Pokemon. Just coughing a bunch of colored smoke. And I know that means nothing to you. It does mean nothing to me. But a rainbow coughing the Pokemon is, like, now my dream. That's what I want. I like it. I like it. Jen721. Katy Perry96. Who I've actually been talking to a little bit. And we talked about our dogs. And we talked about Torrid. And she is one of the cutest people I've ever seen. Is that the one you sent, that you showed, I showed me you of the dogs dressed up? Yes. Those, those are the cutest oh, puppies ever. They're so cute. They did not look thrilled. No, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. My cat flopped over. Bast literally took a step and flopped over when I put a sweater on her. Now, I do put sweaters on Sirius, who is my old man dog. Uh, he enjoys it because he has no fur. He enjoys it because he's warm, but he doesn't like the actual, like, wearing of the sweater until he warms up. So he looks at you like, why do you do this to me? And Freya, then he's fine. on the other hand, once you get it on her, she's like, oh my god, this is what warm feels like. She loved it. She was the <laughs> tiniest, boniest kitten, though. I don't know if she'd still like it. She's got some meat on her bones now. Anyway, we got distracted. There's more shout-outs. Uh, Witch of the Helm, also known as Heather. I say I, that like that's her alias. I love that name. Witch of the Helm. Oh, Witch of the Helm. I was like, Heather? Yes, Heather. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Cammy Sometimes, who also said she can just be called Cammy. So I wrote in a joke in this, who's like sometimes also known as Cammy because her, her name is Cammy Sometimes. And I thought that was hilarious. But looking back at it as I was about to read it out, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> so I decided to just let you into my terrible head. Uh, and there's Haley Jane 90 also known as Haley. And there's... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Virgo and Time. And they didn't do anything. But I spelled Virgo with a U. So, Vir Vir Virgo. 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 Um, I can't, I did a lot of the, the writing of these on my phone and I, it's a newish phone. I can't type on the keyboard very well because I have massive gorilla fingers. I was going to blame it on your nails, but like you trimmed They're not those. even, yeah, they're not even long right now. Like, you're like in Hotel Transylvania. I, I, know, I was going to say do the to... vampire thing. <laughs> so, so no, this was just my terrible fingers doing whatever the heck they want. But that sounds accurate. <laughs> uh, that's all of our shout outs for the day. That's it. That's all. Show over. That's, oh, that's it. <laughs> Please exit the theater in an orderly fashion. <laughs> orderly. Oh my God. <sighs> um, Sorry. Is there anything else we should address? Um, podcast wise, no. <laughs> Life wise, yes. Are we going to talk about the Star Wars trailer that dropped today? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to go deep into it, but oh my god, I screamed when I watched it. Lyra sent it to me while I was on my lunch. Thank goodness I was on my lunch. Uh, but it derailed the rest of my day. Oh, I bet. Also, 
uh, when I sent it to her, she sent me a message saying, are you sure this isn't an April Fool's Day prank? And I was like, no, it's the 12th. Well, I figured it was just leftover, <laughs> you know, because I hadn't searched anything because I didn't want to get fooled. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, I, I guess they, or no, I know for a I fact that it was because it. of Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, right? they, they dropped it because of Celebration, I'm sure. Which, if you're a Star Wars fan, check out the 2019 Star Wars Celebration mural because it covers the entire movie franchise. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was gorgeous. It's, I really, I think we should figure out how to buy prints in like segments and just do a whole circle around this room. I mean, I'd be up for that. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. No one else would like it, but I'd be up for that. I would like it. Well, I mean, we would like it. (laughs) Husband would like it. Would he like it? Yeah. I always forget that he somewhat likes Star Wars. He actually really likes Star Wars. There's just, there's no comparing to how much you like Star Wars. Yeah, well. (laughs) But if you also nerded the fuck out about Star Wars, talk to Galena. She's there with you. She's all over it. I am. Just so much Star Wars inside my body. And it's, it's coming out this Christmas. So that's that's the, the 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 Stoneham family tradition though. I make everybody go to the theater. I like how I like that you say it like we don't go willingly. Well, I mean, I'm like, all right, I bought everybody's tickets. That's Be ready. true. <laughs> um, the last one was it? It wasn't Solo because that came out in May. Um, was it the Last Jedi that I was fucking ready to wait because, um, Lyra and her husband both had to work. Oh. And I figured we were gonna have to stand in line. We really thought there for was like gonna two be... hours again. Because like at the Harry, the last Harry Potter movie, remember, it ended up being a way bigger deal than we thought. We even got there early, and we were still pretty far back in line. Yeah, and the Force Awakens. Remember, they had us like in lanes. Yeah, to get that's to true. It. So I was like, all right, I'm fucking ready. I put on, um, like some thermal underwear, my pants, like three pairs of socks. Uh, several shirts, a sweater, my coat, my Star Wars beanie, and my gloves. Like, I was fucking ready to just wait in line and save our spots and get in there and get good seats in our theater. Because apparently they sold out all 16 screens. Yeah. Which I know that's not a lot of screens, but for our little area, that's a lot of Yeah, we live in a fairly small area. And then they were like, oh, there's no movie before this. You can go on in. And I was like, motherfucker. So I had to go in and basically undress half my body weight in the theater when they got there there were clothes in every chair that I had saved it was just it was nuts it was such a surprise that it I don't know that they let people in the theaters because they usually don't they usually don't they're dicks about it absolutely um when a couple of my friends and I went and saw um the two towers back in I don't know something 2000 I can't remember what year it came off or came out. I don't remember. We made a shit ton of hot cocoa in thermoses and sat in like camping chairs. Weren't you guys out there for like six hours yeah, or something? Yeah, we were. Like, yeah. Like, it was insane. For some reason, we decided we had to be the first ones in the theater. But like back then, you have to understand, there was one theater. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Because all the other, back then, all the other theaters in town were cheap theaters that played movies that had already gone out of other theaters. Like, the theater that we went to, when I say there was one theater, they had three screens. That was it. Now, if they sold out the big theater, then they'd sell, you know, the second one and then the third one. But usually, they didn't do that. And they didn't open up the balcony either. So we were like, all right, we got to get in there because we'd already had our tickets for three weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah no it's 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 a big deal around here oh absolutely um we do have we do have more theaters now though yeah so. we've got a lot more choices it's we also i feel like we lost a lot of charm though because the when they shut down my theater i know it was a big thing for me yeah i mean it's still it still functions just as a like performing arts theater which is fine they used to do that and movies. Yeah. But now we have, like, the the big chain theaters. Well, it also used to have the big um, pipe organ. Oh, they, they're redoing that, by Are the way. Really? Yeah. 
because they used to show silent films and somebody would come in and play the the pipe organ and it was absolutely gorgeous i got to see nosferatu with like <laughs> the pipe organ how it should be listened to in a theater that was around when it came out yeah so i mean it was the way it was supposed oh, to be heard beautiful. but like you know how uh they have the I don't know what the hell it's called, pocket orchestra. I don't know where everything's in like a different section in the wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're rebuilding all of that within the theater. Ooh. Mm -hmm. They even had, they don't have the original organ because the original organ was sold. Yeah. And like it was pieced apart too. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't have that, but they have a sister organ, meaning it was made by the same creator. Oh yeah. So it, it was owned by somebody locally so I, I think that they were made locally, too. Oh, um, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, whoever it was decided that, I mean, they're, they're old now. They decided that when they pass on, um, that their children weren't going to care about the organ the way they did. So they're, uh, I don't remember if they're selling it back to the theater, or not back to the theater, if they're selling it to the theater, or if they're donating it. I don't remember. But I, I got to go to that nice, fancy wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was talking to somebody who knows uh, one of the keepers at the theater. So that was really cool. Um, it's also, it's a super old theater. It's got all this, like, oh, gosh, um, like, Renaissance-style uh, columns and, like, there used to be cherubs and things like that. Did I tell you? They took down a lot of that stuff. They painted over the sky scene. I know. Yeah. Well, before the sky scene, it actually had like... You said Spanish Armada, Yeah, right? this, it was like, Ugh. I don't remember which battle, but it was like a huge battle with the Spanish Armada painted and like oil paint on the ceiling and it was gorgeous. See, when by the time I was uh, old enough to be going to that theater on school trips and stuff and they were doing performing arts stuff, which is the only time they, they opened the... They over and yeah. put the little pin lights in. Uh, but that's the only time that they opened the uh, balcony is for performing mm. arts stuff. And for some reason, school children in the balcony was the idea. Um, but it was this beautiful, like, cloud and sky and cherub scene. And, yeah, they had the little pin lights in. And now it's just all painted plain blue. And I'm very upset about it. I don't know if they're restoring it or, like, painting a new sky scene. But it's just, I'm very upset that it's not uh, what it used to be. Um, but we have been rambling about a local theater for a little oh. while. <laughs> So let's move on to our next section, yeah? Yeah, let's move on to the next section. All right. Carrying on from last full episode, I am going to continue with our series on gods, and I figured I might as well stick to Egyptian gods. Yeah. This one is one that I like. I have sort of a little relationship with. I don't mean to interrupt. And I have no clue why my brain just supplied this in there. But I really thought you were going to say, I have a little crush. Man, maybe a little crush. <laughs> I, I'm i just saying that's how you get goat babies. Maybe don't have crushes on gods. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Considering he, one of his aspects, he does have a ram's head. Oh my god, so. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> But I'm going to cover the god Amun, or Amun-Ra. Depending on the dynasty. Yeah, depending on the dynasty. I don't know why I felt some... like I had to cut in. I don't know, because you're interrupting McGee. I sure am. Uh, let's see. I also, I didn't know I was this interrupty until we started doing a podcast. This has been a learning process. Yes, 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 yes. All right, but uh, as his Amun aspect, he's also known as Amun, Amon. And Amun. I, which, well, that I, sounds like it's all the same, just pronounced by different people. Well, it's very, it's spelled very different. Okay, yeah, I see. Not that you guys can see. Um, it's like five M's in one Yeah, of some of them, there's a lot of M's. Some of them, there's a U. Some of them, there's an O. And in one, it's spelled like Amen. <laughs> uh, let's see here. That's what you're secretly saying at church. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's see. He normally, or when you see him in statue form, is, has a double-plumed headdress, which is believed to have been ostrich feathers. And he usually is bearded or has a goatee. Sometimes he's painted blue or black. That, 
actually I'll cover later is part of his secondary nature. Well, I was going to say col uh, collars on statues of Egyptian gods varied greatly because they had different uh, meanings, right? Correct. Correct. Cool. I don't know all of the meanings, but I do know a couple. That's something I did not learn from Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was the Egyptian god of the sun and air. Uh, he was the god of all, or lord of all. He, encom he encompassed all of creation. So not only was he a god, but he is existence. Uh, let's see. Some of his names are the hidden one, the mysterious, or the obscure one. Um, when he's invisible, that's more when he's the obscure one or the invisible uh, he was one of the eight primordial gods of creation, or the, I don't know if I can even pronounce this, it's Odudad, Ogdudad, who represented the elements of creation. There were several different ones, I'm not going to go into them. Uh, his consort was Amunet. Uh, let's see. A lot of the time when he was considered to be the hidden one or the obscure one, or the mysterious one, it's because he was described as what the worshiper needed at that time. If they needed mm. him to be an all-powerful war god, he was the all-powerful war god. If they needed him to be the god of fertility, you know, for the crops, then he was the god of sunshine. He was the god of, of winds to bring in storms and things like that to fertilize the crops. Uh, he was considered a self-creator were self-created, and he created all things. One-stop God. Right. You know what? I'm going to be struck down one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> he eventually was combined with Ra to become Amun-Ra. The visible aspect became the sun, and the hidden aspect or, or invisible aspect is the wind. Oh, cool. So anytime the wind blew, that's, <laughs> that's Amun-Ra coming. coming. Uh, sometimes... He's depicted as having a ram head or the ram-headed sphinx, which I think is really cool. Uh, as I said earlier, he did have a double-plumed headdress, usually as an ostrich. Uh, let's see. So did he have multiple animal forms? He, he did, yes. Mo most Egyptian gods did, for some oh, okay. reason. For some reason, I um, thought it was like one each. Sometimes he was depicted as a hawk. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. The blue, when he was painted blue... It was for invisibility, because that's he was considered since he was the unseen one. Um, sometimes it was black. I can't remember if that is also for invisibility, but I think that also was, you know, kind of representative of the people that you ruled over, because yeah. it was very, you know, it's in, in Africa, so it's very dark-skinned. That makes sense. And we do, in general, uh, in the modern Western world, have this idea of Egyptians being almost very white. And that's just not true. Yeah. That's just not, Hollywood. It's not. Uh, let's see here. He was often the god of the oppressed or the downtrodden and poor. Uh, he had a lot to do with... Sorry, maybe that's why he reached out to us. <laughs> I mean, I am poor as fuck, so... Oh, God. Uh, his symbols were the ram, a goose, which I found hilarious, uh, or sometimes an ape or a lion. Uh, Egyptians believed that Ra or Amun-Ra fought with Aepep, the personification of, a cro of, of darkness, depicted as a crocodile, before he could rise in the east as the sun. So every morning, he has to fight a crocodile. And if he wins, it's a nice, bright, sunny day. If he loses, <laughs> the crocodile sank his ship. So he can't rise, so it storms all day, or it's overcast. Can you fucking imagine waking up every morning, and you already feel like shit when you wake up, you know? And you're just like, alright, time to fight this fucking crocodile. The crocodile's like, hey, Ra, you ready to do this thing? And he's like, I don't know, man, I was out all night drinking with Anubis. I don't know if I'm up to this. You gotta. Anubis just drinks like he doesn't want to live. It was funny, and I started to calm down, and then it came back around, so. Um. 
But yeah, and it was so. <laughs> I found that adorable earlier when when I was reading it. You could live. It was such a good pie. Leave me alone. <laughs> For those who don't know, Anubis is a god of the underworld. <laughs> so it's it's funny on a lot of levels. <laughs> I don't even know if it's that many levels. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of imagine jackals as being partier. <laughs> um, I don't remember what else I was going to say, but um, the original party animal, <laughs> like Spuds McKenzie. Oh. oh my god, there a god is gonna smite me. This yeah. is <laughs> Yeah, we're we're in trouble. We're on thin ice. We're on thin fucking ice. And that's an ancient god, so like that's not the fluffy modern <laughs> gods who believe in forgiveness. Nope. <laughs> it's just gonna be like this bitch is talking shit. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go give her house the plague. <laughs> to be fair though. If he does smite me, he's going to have to deal with me. Like, <laughs> that's where I'm going. Well, I mean, he'll judge you. And, you know, if your heart's heavier than a feather. Oh, it is. Yeah. Then you're going to go to hell. <laughs> that's true. Or, I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know what the... The Egyptian underworld is. You can meet Osiris. It's a bad one. <laughs> I'm going to the bad place. Yeah, you're going to the bad part of it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. I'm sorry. I derailed us. It's Okay. Uh, if somebody's listened to this many episodes, they know. Oh, that's true. They know that we cannot be adults and go through our sections without derailing each other. Nope. But that, that's all for <laughs> this week's God and Goddess Corner. I feel like I turned this into just a mess of puns and giggling. It's okay. I, I, I fed into it. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know what, I even had a fucking question, and I just don't, I don't remember what it was. It got lost. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to start laughing about the Anubis joke again. It's okay. Uh, let's, let's move on. Let's go to my section now. I have a section. We're going to do that. <laughs> okay, so we're back after getting the sillies out a little. <laughs> um, and I'm going to talk about sigils today. Uh, we actually got a message a while ago at, uh, with somebody asking us to talk about sigils. And we did briefly, but I don't know if we actually did like a full section on them. I wish I could remember what we do in previous episodes. Because like every other episode, when I start working on the section I'm going to talk about, I'm like, have we done this? I feel like we've done this. Have we done this? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, we haven't done this. Because apparently I'm the only one that goes back and listens to our show. If you think I'm going to go back and listen to myself derail us a million times, you are sorely mistaken. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> uh, people that don't know me very well. Like, the last time I think I was at, um, I was at a restaurant. I was, I was like, eating lunch. And I just had my ear, my earbuds in and somebody dropped a joke. I think it was Sage at some point <laughs> dropped a joke. And I just went, <laughs> Say, my favorite thing about Sage is that she's generally, like, just in general, she's fairly funny. But sometimes she's so unexpectedly funny, it's kind of like being smacked in the face. It is. It is. And, like, you just don't expect it, especially, and this is going to sound horrible, when it's a witty thing. <laughs> because she usually isn't witty. She usually makes really, like stupid and overly obvious jokes like not not because it's all she can think of just because she thinks pointing out the obvious is what Chandler she, she makes Chandler yeah. from friends jokes yeah and like every now and then she'll just make this like really intelligent funny joke and you're just like oh my god that's hilarious well she's she acts and not like I said she's gonna not sound dumb. so bad she's not stupid but sometimes she acts that way and it's part of the like making people laughing and she's not and then when she makes, like, a really intelligent, funny joke, especially when it's something, like, super well, like, formed, you know? It just catches you so off guard because you're so used to just her it, dumb surface humor. It's, like, piercing. It's great. I wish everyone in the world could hang out with Sage. <laughs> She's one of my favorite people. I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> We're all also right. so mean to her. 
all the time. I feel like, and this is just because I'm a Scorpio <laughs> and a Slytherin and just all of these horrible things rolled into one person. I'm just mean all the time. And I'm mean when I'm around you. <laughs> and that's that's an important thing to know about Lyra. I act slightly different depending on who I'm hanging out with. I'm always a bitch. And so when I'm around you, I am also a bitch. Um, there, uh, One of my coworkers that no longer works at my location with me, I am just mean as heck when we hang out and like if one of us is covering for somebody else at the other store. And another one of my coworkers is one of the sweetest people I know. So you guys gang so up on So when this them. old, this other coworker who no longer works uh, at that location with me comes in, I am just so mean. <laughs> and the the one that does still work at my location is like, what happened? Like, sorry, you just happen to be the weak one in the group. <laughs> it's not even about that. Like. I just, if there is one mean person in the group, I'm like, ooh, this is fun, and I'm mean with them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. But then again, if I'm not mean to you, I don't like you. That's also true, yeah. Um, let's talk about sigils. <laughs> sigils! <laughs> let's do it. Um, so I, I did go ahead and do a, a little bit of extra uh, research on this, just to make sure I was pulling from a bunch of different sources. Um, I will say I'm not going to go into like ancient sigils and things like that. I'm going to go into what we use it for in modern witchcraft. Um, cause a lot of ancient sigils were, uh, related to specific deities and creatures and things like that. Um, and a lot of it's used in demon summoning. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just not going to go into all that. Yeah, By the but... way, I saw somebody on Tumblr po- post a guide on how to summon your first demon. So, that's a thing that's out there. Go oh boy. You guys have fun with yeah. that. That's not something that I'm into. Call me a fluffy bunny, but I am not into summoning the dark horses. I, like, genuinely, I don't remember, but I feel like it was called something like My First Demon Summoning or something ridiculous like, like my that. my little, like, My First, time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My first, I was going to say my first haircut kid or something That's like all right. that. That's alright. Genuinely, I was thinking about the book, uh, Clifford's First Halloween. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 with like a little Fisher Price cape. Like, little bowl of like dog's blood. And you're just like, I'm gonna summon my first demon. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. Sigils. <laughs> sigils. Um, so there's there is this belief in uh, a lot of magical circles that uh, for a sigil to be effective, you have to create it. You cannot use a sigil created by another person, um, and that's fine. Like it, anything that you want to put your belief in is probably worth it. It's a, a, a valid way to look at it. Personally, I do think sigils are more about the intent you put into them while making them. Because I feel like that's that's kind of all they are. It's a form for your intent to take and to be represented in a physical way. You know? Um, and a lot of people are uh, less... I took a very long pause there because I was trying to figure out a way to say this in a polite manner. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are less creative and have issue um, trying to make a form that looks pleasing to them. Me... <laughs> See, I don't think that's true. You know, we'll we'll do this whole thing where we like aggressively compliment each other later. Okay. Um but I mean it and if it's something you want to look nice, especially if it's going to be something you're representing like uh if you're making a piece of jewelry, if you're drawing it on something important, if maybe you're even considering getting a tattoo because a lot of people are getting sigil tattoos nowadays. Um then it, it you want it to be something that looks nice. You want it to be aesthetically pleasing. And if it's something that you just can't pull together, or if even it look if, even if it looks nice to other people, you just hate it because you created it. Which I understand how that is. Um, you're gonna want to use something created by somebody else. You know. So I personally, I think it's more about the intent than the actual creation of the the thing. Um, and that's I just wanted to like go over that real quick before I, I jumped into like the actual creating of sigils. My section's actually not going to be super long just because there's not, there's not a whole lot of specifics to go over with sigils because it's mostly up to the creator, you know? 
Do you have any basics of creating essentials? Yes, I'm about to go okay. to that. Sorry. Um, oh, really quick, though, because I forgot to actually put this in my notes. If you do decide to get a sigil tattooed on your body, maybe just don't go with one that's going to constantly drain energy from you. That's all. That's my only suggestion. You know, like, if you want to be more confident and things like that, just don't make it something crazy. Yeah, well. Anywho. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... The most popular form I've seen of creating sigils, and this is one that I've personally used quite a few times, is writing out in a couple of words or a sentence, maybe two if you're getting crazy, um, what it is you want it to represent. Breaking the words down into individual shapes. A lot of people omit uh, the vowels from, from words and then uh, break the letters down into their individual shapes, like a, a, an S just basically two curves you know mm. uh an o is a circle blah 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 you get what i'm saying yeah um and like if you do keep uh vowels a's or v's or triangles yada yada i don't have to keep going over the same thing uh <laughs> and then rearranging that into a symbol um when i personally uh do the the letter breakdown thing i almost always put it inside a circle even if there's not a circle involved just because I feel like it's it's a more complete and contained thing. Um, there's also, you can, honest to God, if you just feel like drawing it out in the way it feels to you without having anything representative in it, that's also fine. That will also work just as well. Um, some people do numbers, uh, number of letters, number of syllables, number something that's important in the number of whatever you're doing. Um, breaking it down into like points. And doing almost like a uh, connect the dots sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and I, I really like the way those look because they're kind of like constellations. It's beautiful. Um, and sometimes people do a mix of things like symbols or I want to say hieroglyphs, but I don't mean like an established one, you know, just like like drawing a flower or some, something oh, okay. like that. It's you like know what pictograph. I mean? Yes, thank you. Uh, pictograph. Uh, runes, um, alchemic symbols, things like that. A uh, mixture of those I specific really like the ones. ones that have alchemic symbols. In mm -hmm. them. Especially if it's something that involves elements, you know, uh, the four basic elements in the al uh, alchemic symbol. All the different thing. Triangles. Yeah, it just they look, they're so nice, um, and it it's a uh, it usually looks very aesthetic. <laughs> when it involves the alchemic symbols, you know? Uh, and there's there's a bunch of different uses for, uh, I almost said runes, fuck, uh, for sigils. Um, a big one is, honestly, this is one I've seen so often recently, I feel like there's kind of been an uptick in it. But then again, that just depends on who you're following. You know what I mean? Like who you're following on, on different witchy social medias and things like that. Uh, but what I've seen a lot lately is sa saving energy and uh, things like that for later use. And uh, it's been pretty interesting because somebody has been writing them in, somebody I follow has been writing them in chalk. I should actually, you know, probably have taken note of who it was so I could credit them. <laughs> and then whenever they need to draw upon that energy they just break through it with their finger like oh cool so like they store it in the, yeah. in the symbol and then break it to release it isn't that really cool that's really cool that's kind of like nettle and her not magic yeah exactly mm -hmm. um they can also be uh used to create a lasting effect something that's going to draw on power over time and general like the ones we used in our our planting pots mm -hmm. that's supposed to be a lasting effect um, it can be used to activate energy, like to sort of kickstart something in you or in the area. Um, and it can be used to draw things in. Energy, positive attitude, storms, you know, so <laughs> just to give you a broad range. It can also be used to banish and protect, to seal an area. I, there's endless uses, you know. Um a lot of ways you can represent it are, like I said before, jewelry. You can, if you're an artist, if you, I don't know, paint, sculpt, whatever, you can put it into your art. Um, and tattoos are a growing, a growing thing in, in sigils. I've seen a lot of them here re recently. Um, and there is a little while people, like, arguing <laughs> over whether or not you should get a sigil tattoo. And, like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's up to the person. Why? Yeah, it's their body. Let them do what they're, they're going to do. Exactly. 
Um, we did use them in our planters, as I mentioned before, and our plants seem to be doing very well. My garlic is doing so well. <sighs> We've got all of the garlic sprouting. Uh, we have a big onion in the middle. It's sprouting. You know what? We'll take some pictures and let you guys know, because we, sh we took pictures of the pots, yeah. but we haven't shared any pictures of the actual plants that are growing in them. I was surprised that the garlic sprouted that soon because everything I've seen is like garlic grows so slow. <laughs> it's the sigils. <laughs> it's the sigils. Um, and the, the garlic we have planted uh, at five points around the onion. So it's kind of like a five point star. And that's lovely. We also had a uh, lavender planter planted the same way in like a five point star. We did. We did. <laughs> Fast and Freya found out that dirt is fun to play in. Mm -hmm. And uh, Freya keeps, as you put it earlier, planting herself. She The other night, she was just rolling around in it. Because mm -hmm. we just have the planter inside now because there's no point in putting it outside. It's been dug through. Well, I bought, I, I put a picture up of the tomatoes that I bought. Um, we planted them in big planters. And we brought them in because it, it dropped below 55 degrees. I'm not sure what that is in Celsius. I apologize. <laughs> We're um, dumb Americans. <laughs> usually I'll Google it, but like, I didn't even think of it. Um, but she dug out the tomato in one of the planters and knocked over the planter, then backed herself up and put her bowl, her butt in the hole where the tomato was and planted herself. She's just a weird cat. She really is. She's, she's so, weird. so weird. And she's got that deep little meow. Yeah, she's got such a deep meow, and her eyes are always crazy. She's just, she's got a lot going on. <laughs> Freya she, does. She also cannot stand to let any paper product exist. I've spent, I bet, 15 bucks in paper towels this month because no matter where you put them, she, she finds, finds them. them. She hunts them out. We put them in the cabinet, and she got in the cabinet and, like, shredded four rolls of paper towels. She's a terror. Anyway, let's... She's also lovely. I do love her a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so, on back on sigils. Personally, I do feel like mine are most effective when I create them, but I think that's just because there's a lot more focus and intent uh, going on. You know what I mean? Um, and specifically when I create them at the time that they're needed, when I, I come up with them on sort of on the fly, you know, um, when the, the feel and the need are clear in my head, mm. I feel like they come out the best and the most effective. Um, there's been a couple times when I've used them when I've noticed, uh, it working. Um, that's professional. <laughs> I got a Facebook update. I might put that phone on silent. Yeah, I sure should. Let's uh, let's do that. There we go. Anyway, um, so uh, I've used them to go to a few social events with a confidence sigil, usually on the bottom of my foot, so nobody has the chance to see it. <laughs> um, and I've I've noticed that working. Um, we've used uh, sigils for safety while traveling quite a few mm -hmm. times. And uh, we've used them for long-term protection on the house. Yes. And while I can't prove that long-term protection on the house is specifically because of the sigil, nothing happened. <laughs> so It's true. So there's that. Um, and uh, one specific time I can think of that I created one that it did not work was I, would, I, was, I was having a real hard time focusing. Uh, kind of like now because I'm just saying all the wrong words. Um, so I decided I'd try a sigil for focus and I created one and it didn't work, but I was also still unfocused when I was creating it. So, you know, who knows about all of that? Um, and I have that hairbrush that I made. I love it. If I use it on my hair, my hair looks fabulous. Isn't it amazing? So it, to begin with, it is a wooden hairbrush, so it doesn't create any, um, static in your hair, but I've... Uh, carved a bunch of beauty and confidence sigils into it and I think it's just I think it's lovely it gives you a nice positive feeling to yourself mm -hmm, it really does maybe I should post a picture of it because I don't think I, I ever have um, that's it <laughs> this is one thing if you've ever met me in real life and you've seen this hairbrush you're gonna know for sure who the fuck I am <laughs> uh, everybody you work with oh okay <laughs> oh Anyway, 
Um, but that's that's kind of all I have on sigils. There's not um, unless we go into like ancient sigils. There's not a whole lot of breakdown to it, you know. Mm. Uh, it's kind of just if you're creating them, go with how you feel. Uh, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, if you're not creating them, as long as you put the intent into what you're drawing and you're sharing intent from the creator, I say go for it. Um, if you do happen to use sigils you found online, uh, if you post something using that sigil on social media, I would say give the, the original creator credit. Uh, most of the ones on my hairbrush are actually from other sources. So I will, if when I post the picture, I'll opt to credit the blogs I stole from. <laughs> well, the ones that I posted that we put in our planters, there were no authors on them. So if anybody knows the authors, to oh, yeah, those, let us know. please comment and we'll add it to credit them. Definitely. Um, do you have anything to add about sigils? No, I never created one. I really think you would. I, the I think you'd I've like come it. to that was like making an anagram, <laughs> which I do like to do. It it seems like it would just be so up your alley, honestly. Like especially the letter breakdown. I'll have to try it out. Mm -hmm. I think you'd really enjoy it. But and if you have created any sigils that you're particularly proud of, send them to us. We'll post uh post it on our timeline. Is that what it's called in Instagram? I don't know. I don't know either. Feed. We'll post it on our feed and credit your. Insta, your blog, whatever. And give you a shout out. <laughs> I will shout at you. We'll, we do. Alright. But I think that's all I have for sigils. Sigils out. <laughs> sigils out. Alright. Welcome back to this segment. Since we don't have a creepy story this week, what we wanted to do is another cryptid. And since Lyra has done most of the cryptids, I'm going to do one that I love. <laughs> it's her favorite. This is my favorite cryptid. I actually did my senior capstone on it in high school, which really pissed off my English teacher. Oh, she was furious. Well, she, didn't she hate she you gave, anyway, though? She hated me, and she gave me a D on it, even though she said my writing was excellent. There was not a single mark on the paper showing grammatical errors or spelling or anything. She just didn't like me. Is it is that the same one you uh, corrected on how to pronounce Antigone? Yeah, yeah. There there are reasons. It's kind of a legitimate hate for me. Now, is it though because she is an English teacher? She should know how to pronounce the words she's saying. You would think that somebody who has gone through an English section at least in college, because to be a teacher, you do have to take classic literature. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. She was also a drunk, so. You know. And I, I I don't mean that she was just a drunk. I mean, you could go up and smell her mug and it smelled like vodka. Oof. Yeah, she was a drunk. There's probably a reason she's not working anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I was the last straw. Because, <laughs> I mean, she definitely wasn't there when I went through. Yeah. She was horrible. Anyway. Anyways. So, I'm going to do the Loch Ness Monster. I can't remember if I said that yet or no, not. No, I don't think so. Okay. We got real distracted. <laughs> <laughs> On our hate for that teacher. I don't want to say her name. A woman I've never met. <laughs> A woman I've never met, but I dislike immensely. Yes. But the Loch Ness Monster, I apologize, I had to swallow, was supposedly spotted all the way back in the 6th century by St. Columbia. There is this whole story about how uh, the Loch Ness Monster killed a man, drug him under, mauled him, and St. Columbia went to the river. Because at that point, they most of the sources point to this happening in River uh, Ness instead of Loch Ness. Oh. But he, they went to the river that connects to the loch. And it went to attack one of his party, and apparently he made the sign of the cross at it, and like said some very dramatic things, like let go of this the son of God or something like that. And you know, of course, <laughs> the monster released him and retreated. Obviously, yeah, because you know, Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. 
Uh, but Nessie has been spotted throughout the centuries. There are different stories from, from different times. There was even one in the 1800s um, about some man spotting Nessie. And it, it, they're all very neat, very funny stories. Because usually they're like, I don't usually talk like this, but I saw this thing. <laughs> they're all like, I'm very trustworthy normally. <laughs> Believe me, I don't spout off about crazy things when I get drunk. And, you know, the rest of the townspeople are like, oh, okay, Seamus. <laughs> 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 but global interest really didn't get peaked until the 1930s. Um, there was a sighting. Well, this actually happened later. The first one was the picture, the surgeon's picture. But I'm going to read this one first because this one, I like I like this, this depiction of, of Nessie a little bit better. There's a second uh, sighting of her that is really funny. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but on July 22nd, 1933, George Spicer and his wife saw a, in their words, a most extraordinary form of animal. <laughs> they stated that the creature had a large body, about four feet or 1.2 meters high. So like off the ground. So like four foot off the ground, tall body. Hmm. Um, and a 25 foot... Oh, I'm sorry. It was approximately 25 foot long, and, or about 8 meters long, and had a long, wavy, narrow neck, slightly thicker than an elephant's trunk, as long as 10 to 12 feet. That's nuts. Yeah, so most of its body is that neck. It's a water giraffe. <laughs> it is. It's a water giraffe. <laughs> um... And, or that it was approximately, the, the neck was the width of the road. Uh, they said that it had no limbs and that it lurched across the road towards the lock, leaving a trail of broken undergrowth in its wake. So I just imagine that the monster is over, you know, in the pasture, which in this, in this depiction, you know, it's over there just fucking eating sheep. Sure. Just indiscriminately, you know, ruining poor farmer McDonald's. <laughs> oh, McDonald's. <laughs> Wool harvest for that year. And it sees headlights. It's like, oh, fuck. I gotta get back in the water before a human sees me. So it starts, you know, just um, doing, like, basically, like, the dance move, the snake, since it has no limbs. Just wiggles. Yeah. Just across the road, just bouncing along. And then the people see it, and it's like, <laughs> and then it hops through, rips all kinds of bushes up, and then slithers back in the water. To me, that's what happened. Love it. Now, see, this, to me, since it has no limbs, almost sounds like a large snake. Yeah. And, you know, the thickness was just all the sheep that it swallowed. <laughs> um, but the next sighting is even better. Isn't that after St. Patrick's <laughs> chased all the snakes out of them? Yeah, except so, the one. Except, except the, the one. one. The one big one. The one big one. He was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to derail, but did you see that, that uh, tweet where somebody posted a bunch of pictures of St. Patrick and it was like, all right, St. Patrick, show me where the snake is because everything is him just pointing at a fucking snake. <laughs> Well, you know, snake was code for pagans. So. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> um, a lot of people say that the sightings have gone up since then. Because right before this, a road was actually built along the lock. Because oh. the lock was very, very isolated before that. That makes sense. Yeah. So now, people are driving up and down it in the 30s. And they're just seeing the monster all the time. Uh, in 1934, Arthur Grant, a veterinary student, claims he almost hit the monster while riding his motorcycle at night. What the fuck was he doing in the middle of the lake with a motorcycle? Well, That's a bad joke. Lake. I'm sorry. It was a bad joke. I tried. The delivery wasn't good. <laughs> he described the creature as a mix between a seal and a plesiosaur. So I think that's where we get the modern plesiosaur yeah. thing from. Um, a few wildlife experts... Listened to his story several times. 
And they're like, you know, that sounds like a seal or an otter. I think you've just exaggerated. <laughs> like, you know, like, you tell a story about, I saw this fish. And by the time, like, three or four years passed, that fish was as big as your boat. So that they, they think that it's more of that. But what brought Nessie to global attention was the surgeon's photo. Um, it's the famous black and white photo of just, like, the head yeah. sticking up out of the water. Um, it was supposedly taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson, who was a London gynecologist. So, I guess... I don't know why that is, like, upsetting information. I know. Like, when I saw it, I was like, I have to include that he was a gynecologist. <laughs> because why is a gynecologist out just photographing pictures of a monster? I Right? It's like, well, my vagina works not impo- like not creating the fame I expected. <laughs> so, <laughs> you made me squeak. I laughed so hard. Um, but it was published in the Daily Mail on April twenty first, nineteen thirty four. Okay, so I guess the other one was before that. I'm sorry. Okay, I thought this one started it, but. There was also, and this isn't in my notes, this is something I remembered, um, there was a, like, a big game hunter who, during that time period, was like, I'm gonna hunt down the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, Jesus. Well, he couldn't find it because, you know, she's smart. Right. She knows people are looking for her, so yeah. she stayed in the water. Um, so he took an elephant uh, umbrella stand that he had, which is a horrible thing to have. I don't know It's basically a taxidermied elephant leg. That people used as umbrella stands back then. I'm sorry, why? It was the, it was like the hot item in Victorian times. What the fuck? I know. A lot of weird stuff was the hot item. Like, like human teeth from like Pacific Islands and things like that. Like some of like the, the cannibalistic islands and Jesus. things like that. Yeah. Well, back then it wasn't illegal to own another human skeleton. I mean, that's true. I mean, still now it's not as long as it's 100 years old. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few. Um, there's a few loopholes. But want to he part of went human. out with that tree stand and put all kinds of footprints all along the banks. It was like, see, the monster walks. <laughs> and somebody, you know, a wildlife expert came out. They're like, um, that looks like elephant footprints. And it's the same foot. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. They're like, no, no, no. Like, they're like, there's subtle differences between the feet and there'd be like different weight shifting. This is like barely an inch down. Like if the creature is as big as you say it is, it weighs at least a ton. You know, like, so they, they basically just refuted it immediately. Oh, good. Um, since then in the nineties, I think it was 93 or 94. He finally admitted that the photo was a hoax. It was basically a log that they put, um, a, a head on and took a photo of it. Yeah, weren't, didn't they, like, play with distance or something? Like, it was very close to the shore. It was just something yeah, very small. Yeah, it was, it, it was the perspective. Yeah. It's just the way that they got it to, to look like that. Um, but since that photo and since all these stories, a lot of people now look for her. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of crazy theories online. I remember my favorite one, which I think was the headline of my capstone project, was <laughs> about the local druids. Um, forming a, like, you know, forming a, a circle along the shores of Loch Ness to protect Nessie. I love it. Um. I want to help. <laughs> I know, right? Um, there used to be, I don't think it works anymore, there used to be a <laughs> Nessie cam where you could watch the lock. I spent so many hours watching that as a teenager. Let me tell you about teenage Galena's computer setup. There was, I, you didn't really use AIM, was it uh, MSN? No, I used Trillion. Trillion. There is Trillion, there is usually some stupid fucking webpage, depending on what her current interest was. There was the Nessie Cam, and there was also the SETI uh, yes. alien <laughs> Sorry, monitoring. The hunt for intelligence. Yes. It was great. Admirable. It was a beautiful, oh, beautiful Oh, and then setup. I was also playing my music on, mm-hmm. um, oh my god, what was it? Was it XM Player? Or... Oh, um. What was that thing called? Oh my god, no, because I still use it. Um, not VLC. Oh, okay. That I was thinking. No, because it, VLC and whatever you're talking about, because it had the customizable skins. Yes. They merged. 
Oh, did they merge? Okay, that, that makes sense why I don't. Yeah. I can't find them anymore. <laughs> but I had I had like these ridiculous different skins. One was just scrolling matrix text. If you wanted to mess with anything on that MP3 player, you couldn't. You had to turn it <laughs> off. You had to turn off the skin, adjust it, and then turn the skin back on. Um, but I spent many an hour, me and my friend. Um, he and I spent, oh my God, hours. So much time. Watching that camera, waiting for, for Nessie to come up. We named the sheep. <laughs> um, it's Ireland. There's sheep everywhere. Yeah, well. But I mean, the, the Loch Ness Monster turned out to be a huge boom for Scottish tourism. Cause this oh, little, fuck. this said, little I lock. I said Ireland, didn't I? Yeah. Fuck okay. me. This little lock that, you know, nobody ever visited now has... All kinds of tourism. You can take boat tours out on the lock. You can stop at anywhere in Scotland and get Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster plushies, shirts, hats, everything. So it's it's actually it's something positive that's happened. But on the whole, most wildlife experts who aren't cryptozoologists don't believe it's real. Yeah. It's one of those things. I like to think of her as real because it gives a little bit of magic back to the world. And why not? Yeah. No, I love it. Um, and can I just say that if you were born in the early 90s and you watched a lot of Scooby-Doo, there's a Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, that's right. Called Scooby-Doo and... Is it the monster of Loch Ness? Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Because I think the, like, by then, Loch Ness monster had been copyrighted. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's a crazy man with a robot, Nessie, that he just drives around. I love it. I think I've seen that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is also, like, a in the very end, like, a cutaway scene where Nessie's actually, yes, like, Yes, and swimming. she, like, pops yeah. up. Like, she's got, like, the sweet face, though. Like, yeah, I think she I think even so. has, like, eyelashes. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's something else. I don't remember. Don't, don't quote me on anything. I don't remember. <laughs> the only Scooby-Doo movie I remember super well. Is Scooby-Doo in the Ghoul School? <gasps> I forgot about <laughs> the Ghoul School. No, I was going to say Scooby-Doo and, oh God, the Curse of Crescent Island? No. Something about zombies. Zombie Island? The zombie one. I don't remember There's that. this ridiculous the song. The No, there's the... No. <laughs> no, this was the new Scooby-Doo stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, God, no. There's this incredible song called Terror Time. I still sometimes am like, I'm going to go listen to that fucking song. It was like 2000s pop punk Oh, is style. that when like, the witch band on there sang it? Oh, my gosh. No, that's Curse of the Witches Ghost. Listen, I don't remember the titles, okay? But they're called the Hex Girls. The Hex Girls. I love them. They I always called them the Weird Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Harry Potter. I know. Um, they had. This is where they had fangs. Yeah, right? this is where childhood uh, Lyra learned that you could get fang caps permanently put on your teeth, and I've wanted them ever since. <laughs> so. Something I want to get if we ever get the money to just frivolously spend hundreds of dollars on something that's pointless and will make me even weirder. Hey, if you're not weird, are you even living? Exactly. What do people who are not weird do with their time? Apparently, they just watch TV. I mean, that's all we do. Yeah, but we're weird with it. <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, we did our scheduled foray into Scooby-Doo. Uh, is there any <laughs> Let me tell you, Scooby-Doo was so much of, a, of my childhood. I love Scooby-Doo. Like Scooby-Doo and the Wacky Racers. That's another yeah. great movie. I didn't like that one as much. Ghoul School stole my fucking heart. Oh, because it's all, if, if you've never seen it. Watch it. It's Shaggy becomes a teacher at a school. For, a boarding school for girls. Yeah, a boarding school for girls, but it's not normal little <laughs> girls. It's the Wolfman's daughter, Dracula's daughter, the Mummy's daughter, and I think the Invisible Man's daughter. I think so, yeah. And it is adorable. And I think there's one normal little girl in there. I don't think so. Is there not? Okay. Uh, no, but there's uh, there's also um, 
a ghost. I, I don't know that she had like a fame. I, her father was famous in the monster world, but I don't know that it was actually like. It's not like Casper's daughter. No, Casper no. was a kid. <laughs> um, it's amazing. For some reason, this monster girl uh, boarding school is right next to a military boarding school. Oh, I forgot. Full of absolutely normal little boys, and they have like. A challenge or something that they do every year, like a like a game they play against uh, school versus school. It's it's like every camp movie ever. It's so good, except with Scooby and Shaggy, and I think Scrappy's in it, isn't he? I can't remember if Sca- Scrappy's in it or not, but I know at some point all of like the Universal monsters show up for like oh. was it a talent show or something? It's I, th- I think it's just parents' night. Like Is I think they come night? for or like an open house or something like that. And everybody, they're all talking to Shaggy about how great of a teacher he is. And he's just like, ah. He's like, oh my god, Scoob, it's a vampire. I'm constantly, I constantly think about um, the dance class scene where Shaggy's in a, a pink tutu trying to <laughs> trying to do ballet. Oh. He was trying his best for those little girls. It, it's so good. And that was the classic Scooby-Doo animation, too. It's it's one of the older movies. Who the hell hires a stoner to teach <laughs> little girls? A stoner and his talking dog. I Listen, Shaggy was a young adult in, like, the 70s. I believe he probably went to college and has a teaching uh, degree. You know what? <laughs> I can see my school counselor... <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking As about. Shaggy. Because he was also my school counselor. <laughs> he would have been a perfect. Oh, God. Um, he even kind of dressed like him. Yeah, that's what. When Just like with that. a tie, you know what I mean? I was, you, can, you can tell mm-hmm. that he smoked so much pot when he wasn't in school. I, You know what? Never mind. That's, that's going to be a very long story. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> um,. But I think that's all we have for you tonight. <laughs> I so, didn't mean to talk more about Scooby Doo. It was a wild ride from shout outs to Egyptian gods to sigils to the Loch Ness Monster and Scooby Doo. Yeah, that's very concise. You did leave out Star Wars. We talked about that forever. Okay, I didn't want to bring it back up because uh, I just. So many, so many so feelings. So many things, so many feels, so much. That could go right. So much that could go wrong. I just, I'm not, I'm, I was not ready for that trailer. Okay? I'm so excited about Lando Calrissian being oh in a movie again. We've, Maybe I'm more excited about Billy D. Williams himself being in a movie again. We've got like eight goddamn months until that movie comes out. I can't handle that much time. I know. The When The Force Awakens came out. I did my best to absolutely avoid everything until about a month <laughs> before the movie came out because I just couldn't hold out anymore. And that month was like the worst month for anybody who had to be near me. It's it's the last one in the main storyline, right? Yeah. For the moment at least. They're, yeah. They'll probably do well, something later the saga on. Ends. Yeah. I mean, didn't they say that before though? Well that they weren't gonna add anything else to it. Well, that's because George Lucas is a fucking liar. All right, let's not. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, I think we can handle it, seeing as it's supposed to be the last one. I think we can uh, we can uh, let you just do your thing. Uh, but yeah. So get ready for eight unbearable months. It's probably gonna be in every episode, and I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, and thank you to I am Win, Emin Win. I am Win. I am. I don't remember how to say it. I am Win. Donated their lovely microphone. It is not featured in this episode because it we're sure still isn't. trying to figure out how to calibrate it. We're bad at it. We've we've done it a few times and we just keep getting frustrated and yelling at each other. But we'll work it out. <laughs> well, apparently I'm an audio vampire. Listen, no, it doesn't matter where she is. It doesn't matter what settings we change. She sounds like she's a million miles away from the, the uh, I almost said speaker, uh, microphone. So it's coming. We're working on it. When we can get one of our voices to sound great on it, it does sound great. But the other voice sounds horrible. And this is all new to us. We've (laughs) never messed with this kind of, like, sound mixing before. So, it's gonna... It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) We're learning. 
let's see. Do you have a creepy thing? I do. Ooh, okay. What is it? So, when you lay in bed at night and you feel that little tickle down by your foot. I hate this. And it starts going up your calf and you're sure that it's a spider, but you know it's not a spider. Because why would there be a spider in bed with you? It's a spider. Stop. That is specific for me. <laughs> I, I feel like we say that every episode, but I have a genuine fear of spiders. <laughs> My next one's going to be about something you're afraid of. <laughs> I wish we could put that face on the podcast. <laughs> but you know, it's probably a spider. Should you open your covers to see? So thanks for listening. You probably shouldn't. Stay spooky. Keep your tits up. <laughs>